Hey everyone, welcome to our Strong Mind, Strong Body podcast. I'm your host, Angie Miller, and I am so glad you are joining us today because we are going to talk about the truths behind starting a coaching practice. And we all know that NASM has a certified wellness coaching program, and we know that coaching is such a powerful and pivotal role in how we work with our clients. But starting a coaching practice can be challenging, right? We can meet some obstacles that we might not even know are going to come up if we're new to this coaching practice. So, but it's one of the best ways as a coach to help our clients reach their fullest potential. So I have Carrie Schwer. She is an executive life coach and she is the founder of Gray Tonic. She is my guest today because Carrie is a renowned coach and I respect the work that she does. And I think she's got some great insight. So she's going to give you some insight on how to get your practice up and running, but also how to avoid some of those more common mistakes. And guess what? How to make money while you are making good on your passion. So I'm going to bring you in, Carrie, and have you introduce yourself. Hi, Angie. Thanks for having me today. This is such an honor to be with your uh, listeners and to be with you today. It's going to be a great show. All right. Well, I'm excited, Carrie, because I know that coaching is what you do. It's what you've made your living doing, and it is your true passion. So I feel like you have some great insight to share with all of us. And I know that everybody's going to walk away with some very user-friendly tips on how to apply this in their everyday coaching practice. So I just want to know, Carrie, if you had to give us like a first step in getting your practice up and running successfully, I know you probably have many steps, but what is a good first step if somebody just finishes their certified wellness coaching program and they're like, okay, I've got this certification and I've been this trainer, this instructor, and I can't wait to put it into practice, but where do I start? Yeah, that's a great question. I remember that question for myself. Oh my gosh, I have such a great idea to start this coaching business and but where do I start? What do I do? And so I'd like to start off by saying, just start, start putting some action into place. I mean, it's really that simple. Like the momentum will start to build. When you get very excited about what it is that you're doing, that momentum will start to it like snowballs, a snowball effect. And I like to always use the analogy of a rocket, right? Like when a rocket takes off, it needs so much fuel just to get out and up into, into orbit, into space. Once it's there, it's just that, and, you know, it's like 10 to 15% of the fuel needs it to keep going. Although with coaching, we still need all that fuel, but the beginning stages, it does take a lot to get going and not to be hard on yourself. I think that's another really good tip is don't expect so much to happen all at once. It's going to take time. And if you do the steps in order, then it's going to really help you. And, and I'll tell you right now, having a logo and a website is not going to be your first step. <laughs> Everyone wants to jump to that, like all the, the details of that. And, and I, I did that and I wish I didn't spend so much energy on that. It was the other things that were more important that we can dive into. You know, that's actually a really good, um, just start 
Because it sounds so simplistic and yet how many of us get stuck in our own head and we try to do what I call um, like control all the variables. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I get lost in that space of trying to control all the variables. Like everything has to be perfect before I even start. So I I can see me being that person. I've done that before where I get caught up in the logo or what my tagline is going to be or how my website is going to read. And, and I can imagine I'm, I'm, going inside your brain here, but I can imagine the reason why that's probably a mistake is because it's not really until you nuance your practice that you really know how you should design your logo. Yeah. So one of the, exactly uh, all those things, the very first step should be honestly is to start coaching people, whether you're getting paid or not. I mean, the first few clients I had were pro bono. I did not charge them. There were people that I knew and they were people that followed me and I wanted to start coaching just to get that practice built up. You know, just because you have a certification on how to coach and you have all the credentials doesn't mean you actually can coach. So you start by coaching people, real people, and understanding the real problems and the real things that they're struggling with. And that will start to give you confidence because let's face it, a lot of things that we do in the beginning of our careers, you know, it, we don't have all the confidence yet because we don't have the experience yet. So be kind to yourself and just get out there and start coaching. And it doesn't mean you have to take on a client for six months or three months. It can mean you're just having an hour conversation with somebody with using the tools that you've learned and encouraging them and seeing what the progress is and following up with them. The more you do that, the more confidence you you'll start to build. And then you can then start to put the other pieces of the business into play. Huh. You know, that whole thing about doing things pro bono, I feel mm-hmm. like I spent so many years writing articles for free, writing blogs for free, yeah. speaking for free. There are so many times, even at this stage in my career, where I do things quote unquote for free because I might be moving into new turf, if you will. And I know that I just want the experience. I want to get my legs, if you will. I want to feel confident in what I'm doing. And I also love that analogy about a rocket because initially it does. It takes so much energy to start something because we have to build the confidence. It's like we need somebody to fuel us up and then push us. And uh, so just starting, grabbing a friend, doing a one hour session. That's, that's awesome. And don't worry about all the variables. Don't worry about the website and all that. So what else? You just get started. You pick a person, you pick a few clients. What else are some first steps that you think? First steps for me, I'll tell you my experience. I actually worked with a coach in the very, very beginning, a business coach. And I only had a couple sessions with her. It wasn't this long drawn out thing. We just met a few times, three or four times. And the one thing that she had me do early on, which I thought was brilliant. And I actually do this with my uh, corporate clients as well, when we're looking at new ventures for them is first of all, start with why, like, why do you even want to do this? Why is this important to you? That would be the first thing, because if you're not connected to the reason why you actually want to do this, what is your vision? What do you see for yourself with this coaching practice? Who do you want to touch? Get really crystal clear on who it is, your ideal client or your avatar. Name that person, like get very specific. You've heard the term, go niche, get rich, although I don't like that term, but there's something about you know, you, you speak the language of those that you're trying to attract and you will attract them naturally. So that's, that's one thing. But one of the exercises that I started to say and kind of got away from is brain dumping. 
you know, every idea that you have out on paper. I love setting a timer for 10 minutes and everything that you know you want to train on or talk about or teach or show or whatever it is that you got in your mind, ideas even, if it's just ideas right now, maybe you don't have a curriculum, maybe you don't have a process in place. This is where you start. You dump out everything that you have in your head on index cards. One idea per index card and you do this for about 10 minutes. After 10 minutes, you walk away. You don't look at them again for at least an hour. Then you can come back and you can organize those cards into categories. And that will give you a first step on, oh, wow, okay. And this will start to give you some ideas. Because if we just focus on the how, like, how do I do this? You're not going to get very far. You start taking action and the how will start to reveal itself. That's the secret. I have to laugh, Carrie, because I'm visualizing me brain dumping and only one idea on a note card. Well, my brain moves very fast. And so I'm like, oh, it's going to take a lot of note cards. And I don't know if I can write that fast. But Carrie, I just want to reintroduce you. I'm talking to Carrie Schwer. We are talking about the truth behind starting a coaching practice. And already I feel like I'm like, oh, yes, I can't wait because I love the information that you're sharing. And so Carrie is, and I'm Angie Miller, by the way, this is Strong Mind, Strong Body. I forgot to introduce myself, but I love that we are talking about such practical ideas because Carrie, your first thing was just start. Okay. Don't overthink it. Don't get in your head. Just start, pick somebody, do it pro bono if you need to. And now you're saying, you know, start with why you have to know why you're doing this and who's your ideal client. And you're right. I hear all the time about niche, you know, who is your target audience? You're not going to want to coach everyone because certain people are going to speak to you more and speak to what your passion is. And so as you're thinking about who are your people? Who do you really resonate with? Then you turn into the brain dumping. And uh, I do a lot of brain dumping. I have a huge whiteboard and um, yeah. sometimes it gets a little bit too full. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I do as well. And I still, matter of fact, I don't, here, let me grab this really quick because visual is so good. This <laughs> is seven hours worth of work of index cards that I just did. Um, my husband and I went away for a week and we spent one full day on my business and just went back to basics. And I say this because we change over a period of time. Um, so when you have an idea for an ideal client, for example, that might massage out a little bit as you continue to coach and with your practice over time, but you have to start somewhere, right? You have to start with who you resonate with the most. My coaching practice has certainly involved over the years. I started specifically talking about gray area drinking, and now I, I still talk about it, but it's not, not the main focus of my practice anymore. It's changed. It's evolved. It's grown. It's gotten bigger. And so my clientele has grown the, 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 you know, the avatar has changed, but that's, that comes with time. It starts to massage itself out, which is a good thing. It means you're growing. It means you're expanding. But again, in the beginning, you have to go with who you resonate with the most and who you feel the most comfortable with. And most often that ideal client is you. It's hmm. someone just like you. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Isn't that the truth? I do a women's program and it's, it's midlife and beyond. And guess what? That's me. And so yeah. that's my target audience when I am coaching women on emotional health and, and, and well-being and good fitness practices to build that. So that's such a good, good 
thought is like, usually your ideal client is probably you. And like you said, when you started with the gray area drinking, now you've evolved past that. And I think that's a good thing to keep in mind is to let everyone out there know it's okay if who you started coaching a year ago is very different from who you're coaching now because you nuance your practice and you mm -hmm. start to weed out. I don't think those people are really my people. I think these are more my people. This is the area where I want to go. And I love those note cards. What a great visual. So yeah. is, is there work. any, yeah, I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I want to, I just want to read your brain dump. So yeah. um, after, you know, they, they come up and they say, okay, who's my niche? Who's my target audience? I'm just going to do some work pro bono. I'm going to practice my skills. I'm going to put the certification to use and see how I do with it. And I'm going to start with why I'm going to brain dump. What else would you say about getting started in that business? Well, the first thing is to get realistic. You know, I mean, we all want to make six figures our very first year in coaching. I mean, who doesn't, what? right? <laughs> and beyond, right? And, you know, you're going to see other coaches out there selling to you as a coach, like, I'll guarantee you seven figures in just seven days, you know, all that stuff. It does it work, all the time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it does take time. It takes patience. It takes practice. It takes falling on your face. It takes tears and lots of them, right? I can't tell you how many times, especially in the first two years of business, I mean, embarrassing to say, but I literally cried at least an ugly cry once a month. I mean, thankfully I'm now down to like maybe once a year, but it still happens. Like we just yeah. get caught up when it's your own business and you're really, you know, everything, everything about you, every fiber of your being is so about your clients and your business and you're tied up in that identity you know, it's overwhelming at times and it gets the best of us. So you got to be patient and know that you're going to stumble. You're going to fall. It's not this, you know, straight line, uh, explosion upwards. Oh, heck no. You're going to go backwards three mm -hmm. steps to go one step forward. Then you might have five steps forward and then 10 steps back. I mean, it's, it's an ugly mess the first year or two, but yeah. if you know that ahead of time and you're like, yeah, I'm buckling in, I'm down for this. I'm going to do it. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's something else too. And I, and I, I think we might've talked about this at one time, just you and I, Angie, that it, not every coach is going to be massively successful, Yeah. but I don't want that to be you listening. <laughs> I want you to go into this knowing like, no, this is what I want. This is what I'm deciding to have. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it there. And if you have this mindset of I'm going to do it and I know I'm going to be patient with myself and I know I'm going to expect some things to come my way, then you're going to have the right mindset if you go into it and be grateful. Be so grateful. The gratitude is the key, is the antidote to everything that feels negative. Mm -hmm. If we move it in gratitude, you get to do this. You get to change people's lives, right? It's an honor. What a mm -hmm. gift. So I think that's part of it too, is just to have some realistic expectations. And the other thing I'll say is don't do it alone. You know, be in a community like this, be in a community where there's like-minded people that can support you and help you and guide you. And that's encouraging, stay connected with others, stay connected that are the, in the, in, that are in the industry. Can't say that fast five times. That will really help you too. That will give you the confidence that you need. Well, and you know, so Carrie, what I really got as a step was cry big tears. No, <laughs> yeah. because in other words, allow yourself to embrace the fact that this is hard work. 
It's hard work to nuance your business. It's hard work to figure out your target audience. It's hard work to go through the ups and the downs. But one thing that came to me, Carrie, when you were talking is, first of all, I really resonate with your passion. And that's really what I love about you and why I wanted you to talk about this is it's passion. Passion is the driver. Because if you've got that passion and you've got that will and you know that you're tenacious enough to go through the ups and downs, you are going to be successful. And I guess I feel like success gets to be determined by any way you want to define success. If for some people having three clients and doing really well with them is going to be success. For other people, six figures is their goal. So you get to define success, all of you coaches out there. And the other thing that I want to add to that, Carrie, and I think it needs to be said is, I think as a therapist, as a coach, we have to get out of the mindset of success is determined by us fixing other people. As mm -hmm. coaches, as clinicians, we are not here to fix other people. We are here to guide and support and collaborate and be a passenger while they drive the wheel of their car. So I hope to all of you coaches, I just want to put it out there. Please don't put it on your shoulders that you're here to fix other people. Mm. People are here to fix themselves because we are not broken. We yes. as coaches are just guiding and supporting. So. Hope yes. you don't I, mind me throwing that one in there. Oh, no. I, I, I'm like over here with a big AM or amen. I, I like to think of myself, Angie, as I, I use this analogy a lot. I love analogies. I use analogies every every chance I can. I think of myself as the bumpers in a bowling alley, right? I'm not there to to push you or pull you. I'm there to guide you. And in just this constant pushing you back in the lane so you can hit the pins ahead. Coaching's all about forward progress. I get asked this question a lot. Like what's the difference between therapy and coaching? And coaching is so much about forward movement. It's about looking to the future. It's about seeing the past, but leaving it in the rearview mirror. I saw a quote the other day, which I thought was amazing, right? I'm going to start using this because I love cars. So I, anything I can use with a car analogy, I'll do. But it said, there's a reason why the windshield on a car is so much bigger than the rearview mirror. I love that. And that's how I think with coaching. It's like we have the opportunity to, to claim and have what we want in life that's going to make us happy, that's going to yeah. impact other lives. And we can take what we learned from the past. What a blessing. What a gift. It's a driver. Most likely the reason why you've chosen to be a coach just like me is because you have a personal story attached to it. Maybe it's not you directly, but a family member or somebody close to you. Far often, that's why people go into coaching is because right. they firsthand know what that person's going through. They know the way. They become the Sherpa in a sense and, you know, mm -hmm. what a Sherpa is, they take somebody up the mountain. They know they're the guide. They're the ultimate guide. That's what coaching is. And if you remember that as part of, you know, the reason why you're doing this, that's going to help your mindset too. I like that I point so. a lot. Yep. And I love that. I love that analogy too. And I think so too. It's forward movement. And uh, I did a whole entire podcast on the difference between um, going to therapy and working with a coach. And in many, many, many ways, there's a lot of integration. I do short-term solution-focused therapy. So in many ways, I do coaching. Um, it's about kind of leaving the past behind and working toward a positive future. But there, there are a lot of nuances. But I love that because a lot of us are very driven by our own story. Stories, stories of family, stories of hardships that we've experienced or those around us have. And so let that be your guide um, and let that be the foot that puts or the, the gas in your engine. So Carrie, what would you tell somebody though, who is, you know, what do you think is the hardest part? Like 
maybe what is one big glitch that you ran into that you didn't expect to? And before you answer yeah. that, let me just reintroduce you. So I'm talking about the truths behind a coaching practice. I'm Angie Miller. This is Strong Mind, Strong Body. I'm talking to Carrie Schwer. She is an executive life coach. She's the founder of Grey Tonic. And she is such a, just a profound coach. And I love all this information that she's sharing. So Carrie, go back to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, one of the biggest stumble blocks for me was tech, <laughs> you know, the tech stuff really got to me and I really got in a negative place with it. I mean, the website was one thing, you know, I worked with a great web designer, get my website going in the social media and all the things, all those things matter, right? They do matter over a period of time. Initially, no, they don't. You want to start, like I said, start coaching, start getting boots on the ground, start making the path forward to building up your skills. And then once you do, yeah, then you can have the one, one page, not this multi-page website. Like I did one page is all you need. Yeah. One offer. That's all you need. And get out and talk to people, tell people, connect with everyone, you know, let them know what you're doing. Let them know what you're up to. Ask them, who do you know? that might benefit from this. Who do you know sparks something in someone's brain instead of saying, Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm starting a coaching practice. So if you know anybody, let them know, uh-uh, that doesn't work. Hey, I'm starting a coaching practice. This is what I'm doing. Who do you know that might benefit? Talk okay. to everyone. That's how you start getting clients. Have one really strong offer. Have it a no brainer. At, uh, it has to be a heck yes, all in offer and just go for it, right? So I mentioned earlier about a website and a logo and all the assets that go with having a business. While all those are important and all those are needed, they're not needed up front. But like I said, as soon as you start getting your wheels going and things are starting to turn, then that's when you wanna start implementing some of those other assets. But more importantly, know what your curriculum is, know what you're offering. Like that's where I got hung up. And then, you know, then I was like, oh, I want to build an online course. And then I got all wigged out on how to do it online. And oh my yeah. gosh, I just let all that get to me. And if that's not your strong suit, guess what? Find someone who can help you, Find whether it's on Fiverr it. yeah, or yeah. Upwork. Like it's not that much. You can ask somebody to support you in that and pass that off. You cannot do everything if it's outside your wheelhouse. You well, know. and that's one of the things, you know, I've used Fiverr. I've used people on Fiverr and it's a great resource. And like you said, Upwork is another one. But so what I heard you say, Carrie, is one of the hardest parts for you was the tech issues. Mm -hmm. But I think you're also saying, um, be careful how you, how you send your message to other people. I remember years ago, I was moving into speaking and I sent a gentleman at the speakers bureau, uh, a local speakers, speakers bureau is kind of a bio. And he said, don't say things like a former, you know, college professor say, I am a teacher. So I am this, I am doing this. Um, yes. This is what I am offering. Um, do you know people? Not, I want to do this. I was thinking about doing this. It's yes. very concrete. It's very definitive. You're very much owning and inhabiting that space. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Clear, concise, and confident. Remember yeah. those three C's, clear, concise, and confident, and you'll get your message across very clearly on that. So right. yeah, I, I so, really like them. So Carrie, when do you think people can make money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, 
I will tell you, I think you can start making money by getting yourself out there again. You know, don't be afraid to connect with others as much as you can. Um, and, you know, just have a solid offer in place. You may have to start low. I mean, my prices have, oh my goodness, tripled from where I first began. And it's okay, right? You got to start somewhere. And as soon as you start, you know, having that, that fee that you feel comfortable with, you know, here's the other thing though. I really need to say this. Don't charge by the hour. Don't charge by the hour. You want to you want to set your fee set on the value that you're giving that person, right? The other thing, another really good tip is interview who your ideal client is. Get their verbiage. That is so important. You want to get in their head. You can put a post out, you know, hey, I'm looking I'm I'm thinking about uh starting this XYZ program, and I'm looking for 15 to 20 people, or maybe you start like five or 10 people to interview. This is not like a sales process. I'm just want to get a couple, uh, you know, spend a few minutes with you to ask you a few questions. Who's willing to do that? And then you don't sell them on the phone. You just get, get the verbiage from them. And then at that point they say, Hey, you know, wow, this sounds really interesting. Are you actually going to, you know, when are you going to be launching this? Then at that point you could say, I'm so excited that you're excited. I'll tell you what, I'm going to, I'm going to finish this interview process. And once I get it up and going, I would love to contact you and let you know about it. And I can send you some information then. You want to keep the integrity of the call is just you're gathering information. Mm. Talk to people. Get as much info as you can and write down their literal words, like yes. what they say. Because in your copy, in your social media posts, if you can emulate exactly what they're saying and how they're feeling inside – then you're going to grab that ideal client everywhere else, right? You want to speak their language. You want to hit their pain points. You want to show them heaven and you want to charge accordingly. But remember, it's the value that you're giving them, not by an hour's time. That's not a good um, way to charge. So, you know, Carrie, you just said some really concrete, profound things. And I love that. So just to kind of just kind of recap for everyone. You said, be clear, be concise, and be confident. That was something that really stood out to me. Um, keep your messages short and palatable. But you also said, don't charge by the hour. It, it's more like charging as a package, charging for mm -hmm. value, charging for what you're going to offer. And then interview your ideal client. And it's interesting. I've done a lot of, I worked with a lot of coaches. Um, in order to be a coach, I've worked with a lot of coaches to nuance my message mm -hmm. and how I want to coach. And that was one of the things that we did. We didn't interview though. And I find that interesting. What I did was, was I invented my ideal client. I wrote her story and it was very much my own story. I wrote her story. I wrote about her pain points. I wrote about all the different things that she's experienced in her life. And I created a scenario. And basically I used girlfriends and stories that I knew about them. And then what need could I meet for those pain points of that client? So I love that you're saying actually interview and do it though. Mm -hmm. What a great way and keep it in, keep your integrity yes. at the end, even if they're interested, you know what, leave them with that little nugget and say, yes. I'll come back to you. But yes. this is just an interview, right? Yeah. So that's so good. Um, so Carrie, I just want to reintroduce you. This is Carrie Schwer. We are talking about the truths behind starting a coaching practice. And I love all of this information that you're offering, Carrie. We've talked about how to get the business up and running, the hardest part, some of the fears of starting and how to make money. And I, I just have a question. If you were to look back and have done 
anything different? What would you say? What What are some, anything that you can think of that you think, gosh, I would have not done that. And instead I would have done this. I would have listened to my own intuition on a few mm. things that I didn't. I was guided or nudged a certain direction by some other people, um, which you know, it is what it is at this point, but there's a reason for everything. I mean, it worked out, but also that's one thing. Listen to your own intuition. You know why you want to do this. You know who it is that you want to help. You know the reasons behind it. They don't always know the real reason. So that's number one. The second thing is um, I really feel that, you know, to be so kind to yourself and we can learn and absorb as much information as possible. I'm I'm currently enrolled in seven courses right now. I'm that avid learner. I'm constantly doing certifications and learning, and I'm I'm that person that absorbs so much information all of the time. But I do need to counterbalance that with my time, with my alone time, my non-negotiable time, my minimum requirement of being a peak performer, right? I have to do things for myself in order to be the best that I can be for other people. So create time for yourself, a container, boundaries, as I, I call them containers, airtight containers where you're really protecting your non-negotiables for yourself. And I'm talking about things like meditation and prayer time and exercise, of course, and taking care of yourself. Maybe it's journaling, whatever it is that you do that builds yourself up, put that first. Everyone else comes second because without you being at the top possible level that you can be at, you're not going to be good to anybody else. And I did not do that in the first year or two of me coaching. I was so focused on everyone else because yeah. I wanted to help everyone. Like you said, I'm like, I got to help so many people. And I wasn't focused on me. Now I focus on me and things have shifted and grown in a massive way because I'm doing things the way that they need to be, which is me first. And that, mm. and it can feel selfish. It can feel like, you know, like, oh, it's about everyone else. It is, but you can't be good to anyone unless you feel very full and, and content with yourself inside. Right. Well, and that's so true because I think that that is a, that is a, a, concern that faces all uh, trainers and, and group fitness instructors and coaches. It's like, we just want to change lives one beat of sweat at a time. But at the <laughs> end of the day, if you're not taking care of yourself, it's going to be really difficult to change lives. And so I heard you say, listen to your intuition. Yes, I too work with coaches. Some have helped me, some have not. But at the end of the day, if your gut is talking to you, you have to listen to your gut and you can pour your heart and soul into this business, but do it in a way that keeps you safe and still put together so that you're not spending everything on other people because you're not going to be your best self. Yeah. I, I want to say one other thing. I just want to kind of tie this all together because this is important is a lot of people like me tend to chase the next shiny object, right? This sounds really good. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I think we all can say that we've done that, right? Right. Do one thing, do it well, then move on to the next. That's one thing I wish I would have done a little bit differently. And just again, you know, listen to yourself, listen to what's working well for you. And then just finish that one thing before you move on, because there's so many people that are going to be coming at you with different ideas and direction. Even if you end up working with a coach, 
that will help you. I, I strongly believe in coaching. Obviously I'm a coach. Everyone on here who's a coach should also <laughs> strongly believe in coaching and not every coach is a good coach. So take your time, get into a community that works well for you. And Angie, I mean, you're an amazing person, amazing coach. They're in the right place, right? Stay connected to those that edify you and that are guiding you in the right direction. And if it doesn't feel good to you at some time, then listen to that. But do one thing at a time instead of having your, yeah. your focus on so many things because all that does is confuse you. And yeah. confused minds don't proceed forward and they don't buy. So if you confuse your clients with your messaging, they're not going to move forward either. So clear, concise, confident. Yeah, that's such a good, good way to kind of settle this and put it all together because I too can chase the next shiny object. And then you know what? I get stuck. I get stuck. I can't move forward because I'm thinking about all this messaging coming in and all these different ways that I could do things. And should I do it this way? And should I do it that way? And just do one thing, do it well. Maybe that one thing won't speak to you six months down the road because it turns out that that one thing isn't the thing. But guess what? That leads you closer to the next thing that will speak to you. So that's such a powerful message, Carrie. I'm so happy that you came on and talked about starting a coaching practice because I feel like you are the end all be all when it comes to that. So thank you so much, Carrie, for coming on. Is there a way that our listeners could reach you if they wanted to reach out with any questions? Yeah, the best way is through my website, graytonic.com. It's G-R-A-Y. And I will also tell you, yeah, G-R-A-Y. Or you can email me. I'm so, so willing to answer and help you out. It's just carrygraytonic.com. You can email me directly and I would love to be able to have a conversation with you if that will help. All right. Thanks so much, Carrie. And thanks to all of our NASM and Apple audience. Thanks to all of you for listening. To anyone else who's out there who's thinking about starting a coaching practice, definitely, you know what, always weigh in. Let me know your thoughts about the episodes. And also, let me know your thoughts about future episodes, a topic that you would like to hear about. So thanks to all of you. I appreciate your time and energy and passion. And we'll see you next week. 